fighting tyranny. You're listening to Night Night Good morning, ladies and oh wow, my camera's off. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome back to Knights of the Storm. Today is Saturday, December 16th, 2023. I am your host, Jason Barker. Uh, Angus is not with me today. He had uh, something he had to take care of this morning. But fortunately, you won't have to hear me yap on for an hour and bore you to death because the legendary host and co-founder of Knights of the Storm, Mr. Angry Tiger, will be joining us here a little bit late. I talk about some financial stuff and, uh, you know, whatever he wants to talk about. But anyway, uh, I guess I'll start by getting into the verse of the week. And let me go ahead and throw it up. All right, we've used this one before, and I think it's appropriate for this day and age for what we're going to talk about today. Uh, it's Isaiah 55, verses 6 and 7. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will freely pardon. And I think, uh, you know, I... I Pick that out because right now, you know, we got the Bidens making a uh, they made a end of the world movie. We've got um, it Zuckerberg, I think it is, building a fortress in Hawaii, underground bunkers and stuff. Uh, the the elite know they know something that we don't know. Uh, Tony talked about it yesterday on his on his show, but uh, they they know stuff. And when you see like when you see what the banks are doing, where they're putting their money, you know, you want to kind of like look at that as an indicator as a harbinger of things to come. And then that, that lets you take care of your finances. Well, in life, it's the same way with all this, this nastiness going on. When you see what the elites are doing, uh, take note. And, you know, one of the most important things you could do is take care of your spiritual self, your, yourself. Uh, you gotta, you gotta seek the Lord. And what did Jesus say? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Lord is right here. Uh, something is about to go down here in the next couple of years. And I think we need to, to remember to take care of that and nurture that because uh, the end may come, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, preach the end of the world stuff, but it's going to get real nasty and we're going to be distracted and we can't lose sight of, of uh, the spiritualness, you know, our spiritual side and our relationship with God. Uh, they've already distracted us with enough stuff. But anyway, that's kind of my take on that. I think we should always kind of remind ourselves to, to ground ourselves and, um, and, and always seek the Lord and all we do. And, uh, and he'll take care of us. So let's not fret the little things. Uh, do that first and uh, he'll take care of us. So anyway, today, what I'm going to be talking about, you know, this NDAA, um, the war, financial stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about homelessness, um, free speech. And I guess I guess we'll kind of start with that. Let me go ahead and find this here. All right. So if you haven't been paying attention, Elon Musk reinstated Alex Jones on Twitter, X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. All right, I call it Twitter because that's what it's. You still tweet, right? Do you do you send a tweet or do you send an X? I'm not really sure, but anyway, it's Twitter to me. So he restores Alex Jones's account. Um, I think that's great. I, I'm not going to listen to Alex Jones, but I don't think he needs to be canceled. I don't think anybody needs to be canceled. Uh, the the how he went about it, you know, he wants to champion, you know, be championed as a free speech guy, Musk. But check this out. Let me go ahead and just read it. I won't put it on screen. I'll just read it. Uh, see, the account of conspiracy theorist Alex Jones was restored on X, formerly known as Twitter. This is kind of like the Prince, you know, the, when he changed his name to a symbol, the artist formerly known as Prince. So that, that's the Twitter is uh, X is the formerly known as Twitter. Uh, okay. So anyway, he restored it on Sunday after owner Elon Musk conducted a poll 
Now, this is where I'm irritated. If if people want to champion Musk uh, for, for being an advocate of free speech, uh, free speech is free speech, ladies and gentlemen. I shouldn't have to take a poll to find out if it's a popular call to make. Okay? And that's what he did. He, he licked his finger and he stuck it in the wind to find out, it, you know, because he, he's worried about losing advertising money and stuff. Um, I say free speech is free speech. But anyway, uh, see, so conducted a poll amongst followers on Saturday and pronounced the people have spoken and so it shall be. Let it pass. The people have spoken and let it pass. Let's build our golden calf. And let's worship it. Yeah, crazy. It's not free speech. It's uh, that's what is it? Two what is it, two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. You know, free speech isn't a democratic action. It's it's a right. It's a God given right. But anyhow. Musk asked his followers in an unscientific poll whether Jones, uh, and then they go on about claims of Sandy Hook, blah, 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 should come back in a video. Jones also asked his followers to vote for his return. About 70% in the X poll said yes. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Your uh, advocate of free speech takes a poll to see if, if it should be done or not. Okay, that's not free speech. And what did Alex do? As soon as he got on there, this this cracks me up. And I might actually have fun with this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the formerly banned for life uh, Alex Jones decided to promote a video game and sell it. That was his exercising of his free speech. Uh, good for him if he makes a little money. Actually, it looks like it might be fun. You know, it's kind of got that 80s retro kind of, you know, feel to it. Um, I can just imagine some of the, the little lines that come out of his mouth as, as you're playing. The turn of the frog's gay. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what we got in, ch in chat here today. We got Harps is in there all the way from Australia. Um we got little John. What's going on, little John? Why is your name kind of grayed out, like weird looking? That's weird. I don't. What's going on? Uh, and then Raul's in there. Uh, we got a Syrian girl just popped in. What's up, AG? And that's it for now. I know I did put an announcement on Twitter that we were going to uh, postpone the show for a little while because Rumble was like down this morning, about uh, about two hours before we went live. And uh, I thought I was going to have to wait because Rumble is pretty much where everybody chats. And I really, really like the live chat. That's half of why we do this is to talk to people. So I was going to put it off and then maybe do it after America Unplugged if Rumble came up. But then it came up. So I was like, you know, let's do this. Um, and this is really cool. Check this out. So I don't know where this comes from. I think we have Twitter chat integration now. I just seen somebody joined on something. I'm guessing that's Twitter. So anyway, pretty cool. Uh, I would really enjoy that. So Providence wins. What's up? I forget who is Providence wins. I forget who that is, but uh, thanks for joining us. All right. Well, let's get back to it. Let's see. I'm going to skip over to finance stuff for now. Cause I, I want AT's input on this. Um, let's go take a look at this. I want to talk about war. Actually, you know, I, I will start with the finance stuff. And then AT can dime in, uh, chime in on it when he gets here. So we just did this massive defense bill, the NDAA. And it was uh, 
886.3 billion. So you might as well call it a trillion because um, you know this, this stuff's going to be added to it and they, they're not going to get audited anyway. They're supposed to, but they won't. But they, let's see, it's heading for Joe Biden's desk. I don't know if it's been signed or not. This was the 16th, what is today, 16th? So this is current. So I guess it's not been signed yet. But um, yeah, 886.3 billion on defense. Uh, can can anybody tell me in the chat right now who is like currently attacking our border? Um, other than the the immigration, you know, thing that's just overwhelming us, which Biden told them to come, they don't want to do nothing about it. But do we have like another sovereign nation that has declared war on us and attacking us? Because it says it's a defense budget. Uh, all I see is offensive stuff. You know, we're we're doing these proxy wars. We got, I mean, poor Zelensky. He's kind of losing his his behind over there, and uh, you know he's crying for more money. And I guess we're going to give it to him. So this is what we're looking at here: crosshairs on China. Oh, great! So now we're going to get into a third war, right? It's going to boost Taiwan and Guam's defense. Why are we there? Why are we there? Uh, request an analysis of how a twenty thirty war with China would unfold. Trust me, folks. It's not an analysis. It's a plan. They're going to get us into war with China, you know, and then what happens to, to Palestine and, and uh, Israel? Are we going to free? Are we going to do pull a Zelensky and just kind of like, eh, yeah, we're out of here. Have fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy your loss. Um, I don't know. I both sides lose on that one, in my opinion. The NDA establishes $500 million Taiwan foreign military funding or financing fund. So we already have a financing fund for Taiwan military. Really? Or are we establishing it? I don't know. But why? It's, that's a half a billion dollars. We have people eating out of garbage cans that had a home last year. They have children. And we're sending a half a billion dollars to Taiwan. I, I don't get it. You know, I got, I don't want to see Taiwan like destroyed or anything. But why is it any of our business when we have people here we need to take care of first? That's my point. All right, so the FISA thing, okay, we've heard about this. I almost hate to report on this stuff because David uh, David Knight and Gardner Goldsmith, they really rock it um, five days a week. They thoroughly cover it. Uh, but, you know, I want to, I do want to talk about it sometimes. I just don't want to kind of like repeat what they've already done. But, um, but the 702 allows intelligence agencies to intercept foreign communications without warrants. Uh, and then, and this is important. So the section 702 is supposed to expire December 31st, but you know, when they have power, they're never going to give up power. So this had to go in there. It had to go in there. If it, if it expires, Americans and allies will die. Oh, if you, if you don't let us keep this power, that's unconstitutional, people will die. Isn't that what they always say? People are going to die. If we don't, if we don't do that, don't wear your mask or people will die. You get the vaccine or people will die. Yeah, the only people I see dying right now is people over there in Ukraine and people over in Palestine. People, the wars that we started, that's where people are dying. Let's go back to the chat here. Hey, Steve Swan, welcome. Union. Hey, that's Ashley, Union of the Unknowns. Good to see you there. Gardner Goldsmith, what's going on, guard? Sorry I missed your show last night. I was over at the Christmas party at Wise Wolf, which was a lot of fun. Um, that... That was really interesting to go to a company um, Christmas party, and it was like a family Christmas party. Like this feeling there, 
is like everyone was family. It was really, really nice. Uh, I could tell Tony runs a really one of those businesses where you would enjoy to go to work every day. Um, it has had a great time. But uh, anyway, anyone else join? Nope. What do we got here? Any comments? Uh, just people saying hi to each other. All right. So let's let's continue on here. So the FISA thing, they're going to keep that in there. They're never going to give up that power uh, because you might die if they can't see what you're what you're talking about online, on your telephone, emails. I mean, they're going to go for it all. They already they already can do it. But, you know, they can't really use that against you in a court of law because, you know, they know what you're doing. They've been doing that since like the 80s. They've been tapping phone lines, listening for keywords. They've been doing it. It's just that if they find, you know, that you're doing something bad, they can't use it against you because then the court will come back and say, hey, that was illegal. It's not admissible. So that's what it's all about. It's about being able to legally spy on you. That way they can use it against you. It's not for your protection. It's not to save your life. What is it they say? Anything you say can and will be used against you. So now you don't even have to know that you're saying it to them because they're listening in. They're checking your emails. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. They've always been doing it, but okay. So now we're talking about uh, in this, they're talking about vaccine reparations. This, this like really ticks me off because I was in that situation where I was about to be booted from the military because I didn't want to take the vaccine, you know, for personal reasons, religious reasons. So let's take a look here. The NDAA incorporates most of a house adopted amendment to reinstate 8,600 service members discharged for refusing the DOD mandated COVID-19 vaccine. Well, that sounds great. Good luck getting them in. I don't know. Maybe they're one of the homeless that lost their houses, you know, because of inflation and because of property tax increases and, uh, you know, uh, and not being able to work because they ain't got the jab. Maybe they lost their house and maybe that's how they'll get them back in the military. Put you on the streets and you got to feed your children. Now they're going to give you an option, right? I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Is that what? It, yeah, whatever. All right. So. The NDA also requires the DOD to conduct a study evaluating the health effects of COVID-19, uh, the COVID-19 vaccine. Wait a minute. We're, we're just now going to do this? We're just now going to do some studies on how bad the vaccine is after you forced everybody to get it? Either through mandates in the military or through co coercion in the civilian sector. Uh, you know, we never mandated it. We never mandated it. No, when when you're threatened with losing your job, it, it's a mandate. Okay, um, when you can't travel, you know when you, when you can't do the things that when you can't observe your God given rights, unless you do what they say, that is a mandate. So don't tell me it was it was voluntary. Okay. All right. Sorry, it, it fires me up with this vaccine stuff. Okay, they're supposed to establish a board to review the discharges. Well. They're all the same. It, you should review one and then realize it applies to all. They didn't take the shot for whatever reason. The shot is no longer mandatory. So what, what is there to review? It's just a way to waste more money and, and promote another couple people to general. So we have like 50,000 generals now in the military. But uh, anyway, so supposed to track down and query those discharged about Reenlisting within the next six months. So now, after they kicked you out, they're going to come knocking on your door, right? And uh, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't pull some nonsense, 
let's just say I signed a, a five-year contract because you know, depending on the length of your school in the military, uh, that's how long you have to serve because it costs so much money to train you, right? You may have gotten a college payment, you know, college loan repayment, or you may have gotten a bonus. Uh, there's a certain amount of money that comes with training a new troop. So when, and that's why I didn't understand why they would kick out already trained people over a vaccine mandate that's not tested, not effective. Okay. Why we, you would kick people out that you've already spent that money on when they maybe haven't served that five-year term or whatever that they, it's on their contract and then try to hire new people and then spend all that money to train them. It didn't make sense to me. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we're going to bring in people that, that want to get really nasty operations and won't be able to deploy. So your readiness factor is going to go way down if you get those kind of people in here that want to change their gender or whatever. Um, it's, it's a waste of money. So it's like the, the money never stops flowing, does it? Let's just print some more, you know? Uh, but anyway, I digress. So what I can see happening is that they're going to look at some of these people that maybe did two years or three years of a five-year contract, and they're going to try to pull some legal crap and say, well, you know, we know we pushed you out, but that was kind of a temporary suspension. You need to come back in and finish your term. I could just, I'm not saying that I've, I've read that anywhere. I just know how it operates and I could see that coming. Uh, not predicting it. I'm just saying I could see it. I could see it coming. Um, and then you have the people who got out. Um, maybe they serve their entire term, but you got to understand when you join the military, um, you're in for eight years, whether you like it or not. You're in for eight years. So let's say my contract, uh, say I'm an infantryman or a mechanic or something like that. And I got a short, like a two or three year contract. I didn't take no bonuses or nothing. So um, let's say I got that and I get out. So, um, you know, maybe I didn't get kicked out for the COVID jab. Maybe I just finished my time out. Well, I need to backfill those numbers. So you're, you're going to what's called the inactive ready reserve up until year eight. I'm pretty sure they're going to start pulling some of them people back in. And I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Uh, they, they pulled a guy in who uh, he was an E5. When I came back through in 2009, they took a guy from his job. He got out the military, was working a job, was one month away from finishing that eight-year uh, commitment on the back end. And they pulled him in because they needed an NCO in his job field, like really bad. I forgot what it was he did. But um, anyway, we got Angry Tiger in the house. What's going on, Angry Tiger? Good morning, Jason, and good morning, one and all. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. Um, I got to go see Tony yesterday over at Wise Wolf, and it was pretty pretty awesome, man. Yeah, Excellent. Cool. Yeah, I think you're going to be on with them today, aren't you? I believe I'm going to be on America Unplugged, I think. Nice. All right, well, uh, just to catch up to speed, I'm kind of going over this NDAA. Uh, right now I'm on the uh, <laughs> the trillion dollar bill they just signed. Yeah, we have all, we can't even we can't even put a bo budget forth. We keep kicking the can down the road, and they just you know a trillion dollar NDAA. They didn't take out the spying FISA garbage. You know I mean it's it's horrible, dude. I, I, blank check to Israel. I don't know how and another uh, six hundred million over to Ukraine, losing a losing war. I just. Uh, it's unbelievable what's going on right now. Oh, yeah, we, we talk about that because part of this is that we're going to have to audit Ukraine. 
with this new money we we sent. <laughs> oh, we're right? gonna audit Ukraine. What, what about the old money we sent them? What about that money that Can we're we going have it with? back? I want to. I want to go over to Iraq and buy some of those missiles that they sold to, uh, you know, or wherever. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of like a. It, it's kind of like a swap meet out there. You know. It is. It is. It's not a good thing, you know. And this happens all the time. We we send weapons to these countries, and they end up all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then magically, they end up in the hand of some terror dog that the CIA's wound up, and they end up attacking us or one of our allies with it. And then well, we have to guess what? We have to send more weapons and more money somewhere. And the same, it's it's like a, a vicious cycle. It just keeps happening. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, the bankers make the money, you know. Yeah. Because uh, well, they well, fund both sides, like you always say. But yeah, I remember when we were um, lighting up, uh, was it Syria or the or ISIS? ISIL, yeah, ISIS, the Syrian whatever. rebels. They were what were they driving? A lot of them were driving up armored Humvees. Yep. Where do they get them? Did they just, I mean, is there a Humvee, like a like an auto plaza they go to? And I, I need some Toyota pickups. Let me get a couple of these Humvees and a 50 cal, you know? Exactly, that. dude. Exactly. Yeah. It's a joke. Uh, but anyway, going back to this, uh, the NDAA, this is back to the COVID thing, provides a path back. Oh, thank you. It, make, it sounds so wonderful. I'm going to give you a pathway back, brother. A path back to service for those discharged over COVID-19 vaccines without losing rank, Mr. Rogers said. But not all the way back. Don't know what that means. What does it mean, not all the way back? Are they going to get their back pay? Um, are they going to lose their time in service? It's like they kind of like, it doesn't really say what the not all the way back is. Um, and then the Marines get a bunch of nice stuff. Uh, they get a bunch of more war toys uh, to defend our borders. And then here we go. 600, let me put this on the screen. 600 million for Ukraine. More, okay. Uh, they, Ukraine must wait until 2024 to secure 61 billion in aid the Biden administration is seeking in its Stimmied 106 billion. These numbers are astronomical. Uh, supplemental request. This is a supplemental request. I I can't read this, Tiger. Uh, Kiev will Kiev will, will receive at least two years of funding for the next two years under the defense bill. What? They they must know that they can't win the war if they want to fund it for another two years. Well, dude, this is this is the dream of the military industrial complex and the and the central bankers, you know, uh, implementing the Rothschild effect. We have two wars we're supporting right now. Right. We're in a proxy war with Russia through Ukraine. We have the the Palestinian genocide that we're funding over in Israel. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure the way it looks, I mean, the saber rattling with China sooner or later, Taiwan is, is going to come into play. So they're they're super happy right now. The Fed gets a reason to print the money. And all the uh, the Lockheed Martin people, they all they all make them, you know, they're, they're making dividend. Oh, yeah. And then the uh, the politicians get that nice campaign contribution from those companies. It's yes, the money the garbage eaters are involved in this, too, dipping their beaks in the trough of corruption. So there was uh, another couple things I'll, I'll kind of gloss over. They're, they're spending more money for UAP Disclosure uh, Act. That's your UFO stuff. That right there. If they, for the last 50 years, they've been denying the existence of UFOs, UAPs, whatever you want to call them. And now they're saying, oh, sorry, we've lied to you for, you know, a half a century. We've lied to you. But we're telling you the truth now. You know, it's. And what what is they're going to fund this? It's pretty easy. You just release the documents. 
What's so hard about that? Right. Well, now, well you know, I, again, this is something that I think there's been, there's been, you know, black budgets for something like this yes. for quite some time. And they're just letting us know about it now. It's just not been on the tally sheet up until now. Yeah. That that's why they got to, you got to fund the hiding of money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then they got some, some more uh, missiles, you know, because we've sent them all everywhere. So we need more missiles. They're going to uh, spend money on that. And I'm sure they're going to go to Israel or they're going to go to, you know, Zelensky, you know, somewhere, or maybe, maybe they're going to go to Taiwan. Maybe we were ramping up. We got to, you know, get Taiwan and going with China. Cause I covered that before you jumped in. Um, China is going to be the, the 2030. They're already war gaming a 2030 war with China. Yeah. So this is what, uh, and we're, we're funding this war in Ukraine for another two years. And pretty much they lost Ukraine's done. Let me show you what, uh, what this, I don't want to use language on air. This is what he said. Tell me if you can't hear it or if it echoes. What do you say to critics who are saying that? I say such person from government or mayors think about the war. Think about how to defend our people. Don't travel through the world each day. Travel to the front line. Ask people, ask soldiers what they need. Do this. Not build roads for today don't do it spend all your money to the weapon to the drones to the society to the pensions and etc and don't cry because you're leaders and that's it that's why yeah send us all your money and don't cry about it i can't believe the gall of that man yes unbelievable spend, spend your money on drones on missiles on war and that's going to bring us to our next topic um you can find it. I got so much stuff here. Yeah, I give a shout out to everybody right. in the chat. We got yeah, little yeah. John. We got uh, Ashley from Union of the Unknowns. Everybody check them out. Pretty cool. Her and Stella Q really put on a nice show. We got Guard Goldsmith. We got, uh, I think I mentioned uh, Little John, the Lumberjack of Liberty, and uh, Lord Raul. Raul, excuse me, sir. Yeah, uh, Steve Swan was in there, Syrian Girl. There were some people in there. Harps was in there earlier. Um, but yeah, so as, as they're begging us to actually, before we get into this, I want to run this new commercial, man. Um, cause you've got a new website and stuff and you're on free world now. Let's do I even have it in the deck here? Free world, the alt to the alternative, the freest world or the freest radio in the world. All right. Well, Hey, let's roll this. That way I can get my thoughts together before this next topic is going to have you, uh, your, your tail puffing. So here uh -oh. we go. Are you ready? Financial news. So you see, you would figure with some of this calamity going on, the markets would be devastated. I wonder why they're not. Do you think the banks are the only place that the central banks are, are injecting liquidity and money into? Geopolitics. I mean, this is after the Cold War, after the USSR fell, and bang, now we got this Ukraine thing. Same thing with this. There's something going on in Taiwan. We want, we, you know, we're going to get our, stick our noses where they don't belong in Taiwan if they have some kind of problem with China. They're building up to this. Religion. I think what we have found out is that man hates the religion. That, that governments and people in power who are looking for power hate the religion. Addiction special. I wanted to talk about, and I know we've touched on this before. 
We touched on nicotine last time. I want to touch on the cell phones. Epic rants. We are clowns. They are the world laughs at us. We are mods. It's so infantile. That is infantile. There is zero dignity left. Catch the Angry Tigers Den Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Rumble, and Twitter. Also, tune in Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern for the Tiger and Snake Financial Report. See you there. Hey, welcome back. And Pat the Plumber joined us. What's going on, Pat? Pat, what's going on, brother? Yeah, so as uh, Zelensky is telling us not to spend money, apparently it's okay because we have all the money in the world. Take a look at this. U.S. economy still resilient as retail sales beat expectations. Layoffs stay low. Hmm. Retail sales. Uh, maybe it's because everything costs more. Of course, dude. This is this is an insult on everyone's intelligence. We know things cost more, so the numbers are going to be up. People are buying the you know probably less than they did last year. All right, but the numbers are the numbers are going to be up because everything costs more. That that's a big scam. And the layoff and the job numbers things, guys, they're they're including all the people that went back to work that were on strike. The job numbers are lies. They always are lies. They revise the job numbers a couple of weeks later, and it's always way lower than what they, you know, what they say. And even if you go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Bureau of Labor Statistics will tell you that those are not accurate numbers whatsoever. They could be off a couple hundred thousand. Oh. That's no big deal because usually the reporting is within a hundred thousand metric, right? But we could be off a couple hundred thousand. So this is all, listen, this is what this is about. The market, the market, which is detached from the real economy. And that gap is getting bigger and bigger as the market increases. I mean, we hit a record high in the Dow care at over 37,000. This is, this is what this is. These big multinational corporations and these giant corporations who are in bed with, you know, the government and the central banks, their bonuses are coming. All these big, these big CEOs, all the, the, and their bonuses are are all based on the dividends and how high the stock is for that particular company. That's all that's going on right now. It's not a good thing at all. It's all lies. You, you know what a lot of those bonuses are as well. And I, I learned this going through the boots to business. Uh, it's a class you could take when you get out of the military to learn how to start your own business and the resources out there available. Um, they cut those bonuses at the end of the year to reduce their profit margin because they want to come in at a lower tax bracket yeah. and they'd rather take the money as a bonus because their personal tax rate is lower than the corporate tax rate. Yep. So, so that's what they're doing. It's, it's just like, um, they told you, you know, uh, you really want to get a CPA. If you run a business, I don't care how small the business is. You need a, a, not a CPA, a, a freaking a lawyer, right? You want to get a lawyer uh, that can go through this, but they were telling us a dude that was get, teaching the class. He had his own business and he said, yeah, at the end of the year, we would just buy another vehicle. And I'm like, why would you buy another vehicle? Oh, because that's an expenditure and we can write it off. And then that pulls them in under that, that tax bracket. I was like, that's pretty slick. And you can still use it for, for personal use. You just got to log when it's used for personal use and when it's used for uh, Well, business. in the IRS, when you start a new business, they, they expect two to three years of loss. Yes. So usually you're not, you know, it, that's going to keep your tax low in the tax bracket to where you're almost paying nothing. So and that's just, you know, business 101. Everybody knows that. And they people will, I mean, I've ran a, a couple of small businesses. You, you run at a loss on paper on purpose the first couple of years because you can. Oh, like Amazon did forever and to further yep. the taxes until they get mar until they get the whole market share. And then, you know, they put everyone out of business and then they'll go ahead and raise their rates up. 
and yep. start making money. That's what they exactly. do. Exactly. Dirty, dirty practices. But anyway, back to this. So yeah, everything costs more. And and they're saying that, oh yeah, we're doing great because everyone's spending all this money, but they're getting less stuff. I don't know if you've been to any friend's house and you looked under their Christmas tree this year, but the pile is a lot smaller. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, we don't even have the full under the tree filled. It's just kind of in the back a little bit. And normally we got them stacked all over the place. So, uh, you know, my wife's not going too crazy this year, but we just don't have the money, you know? Well, no, dude, everything's <laughs> up. I, you know, <laughs> they're killing us. They're, and it's going to get worse because the, the, they're not doing... The Fed and the central banks around the world right now, they're moving in tandem. They're now, now inflation, if you watch the news, inflation's under control, okay? And they're going to lower interest rates going forward. That's what's, that's what, that, that's what's going to happen in 2024. Mm -hmm. But what they're doing is, see, the, the inflation genie's out of the bottle. They can't put the, 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 the inflation genie back in. They, it's this is going to be massively inflationary what they're doing right now and it's it's going to keep getting worse they're just another you know band-aid over a bullet hole jason and we're going to pay the repercussions and as the market goes up you know the, the, as the economy gets worse the stock market will get better that's how this is going to work that's how it always works yeah and and i wanted to talk a little bit about i'm glad you're here because i want to talk about how we got to this point and I know it's been a long journey to this point for decades, but over, over the COVID uh, thing. So we got articles like this right now. Um, you see this stuff, credit card debt during co coronavirus relief options and tips. So they already understand that everybody went into credit card debt throughout COVID because people weren't working. Not everyone had the benefit of getting paid while they weren't working. Okay, um, they floated everything on a credit card. It was all hyperinflated because not not just from inflation, but everything in your Grubhub, your Uber Eats that comes with a premium. You know, it comes with a premium. Now, some people save money. Like if you worked in the city and you ate lunch every day at some expensive place, maybe now you're eating at home so and you're not spending the gas. You know, so some people, if they're smart, they save money. But a lot of people, oh, I got the STEMI coming. I'm just going to order this Uber Eats and sit at the house and be scared to death and Everyone's going to be in their own little room with a mask and a face shield, you know, and we'll just tweet, you know, tweet to each other instead of going and having dinner at the table and talking, you know, which that's what they do now anyway. But anyway, yeah, so this this credit card uh, thing is a problem. And where I've where I've seen it go is you got people who own their own homes and we'll talk about the foreclosure stuff in a minute. People own their own homes and maybe they got in a three or 4% interest rate or whatever the rate was when they got their home and they were in at a budget that they could afford and they knew what their property taxes were going to be. And it's all kind of all the, the stuff in between. And they still had their disposable income, you know, to go out to dinner sometimes or whatever. All of a sudden you lose that income. And so you start floating things on your credit card. Now you got some maxed out credit cards after a couple of years of being locked down. And your credit cards, so your home, your home was at like a three or four percent or whatever, but your credit cards like at a, a 19% or you know, 20%. So now I get a, you gotta weigh the option. You're like, okay, credit cards are killing me right now. You know, and this is what they say to do just to, to mitigate that. Uh step one or attempt, whatever, lowering or deferring your monthly minimum payment. Oh, yeah, they love that. So if I gotta pay a hundred dollars a month or whatever my minimum is call up the credit card company and say, can I just pay $25 a month? You're kicking the can down the road. They're, they're taking yeah. their lessons from the, uh, the government. Yeah. Well, they're going to love that because they keep you in debt longer and they exactly. get every month. 
and and that's what they're doing with the homes that's with the refinance option which i'll, I'll talk to to talk to that in a minute um waiving or refunding late fees i'm pretty sure they're going to say no <laughs> you know they're probably going to give you option one well we'll just lower the payment uh but those late fees got tacked onto what you owe us so you can pay that late fee off over a long period of time so you know instead of 25 dollars, we're going to end up getting 50 or 60 dollars for that yep. late fee. uh reducing your interest rate not going to happen why would a credit card company is going to get as much money as they can they're not going to say oh we really like you franco we think we think we're making too much money on you so we're going to lower your interest rate to help you out doesn't work that way and then establishing a payment plan to pay off existing balances now none of this is going to work except maybe option one they might lower your monthly minimum payment just so they can keep you in the system longer but what a lot of people did was refinance their homes because they're like okay I need to consolidate this. I cannot pay this 20% interest rate on this however many thousand dollars. I can't afford this because so much money is going to interest every month. I don't have money left over to eat. Right. So I need to pay that off. Um, you could try to go get another credit card and consolidate it all. That's just like you said, kicking the can down the road for that first year introductory rate, which will skyrocket after that. Or you can refinance your house and take that money to pay off the credit cards. And a lot of people did that. Problem is, you can't get a three or four percent home loan anymore. So now you can't afford your home on a monthly basis because your mortgage payment has maybe gone up, you know, or even if it hasn't, if you manage to keep it the same or keep it lower, now you've gone from where maybe you had 15 years left uh, to pay off your home back to 30 years. And they love that. And then, you know, so they did that. And let's take a look at those foreclosure rates. That's all a trap, ladies and gentlemen. The credit card's a trap. The refi is a trap. You mm -hmm. are grabbing it. It looks like a helping hand. But as I've alluded to many times in the Tiger and Snake Financial Report, you're grabbing the end of a double barrel shotgun. And, you know, odd buck is in one and there's a slug in the other barrel. So, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. And, and they want don't they do don't it. want you to pay. Uh, they don't want you to be anywhere near paying your house off because at that point, most of the money's going to the home and very little is going to interest on the front end of it. Almost everything's going to, to your interest and very little is going to principal. So if they can take you from 15 years left to, you know, 20, 30 years left, they're making more money off you every month. Even if you are paying less money, not as much as going to the equity or to the, to the principal. Right. So this is our, our uh, foreclosure filings, right? And this big spike here, that's back uh, when was it 2010 when we had the housing bubble crash and, and uh, it went down and we were looking pretty good. And then it really significantly drops. Now, this is 2020. Now, Franco, I know you know this. Why did it drop on foreclosures in that time frame? Is so, it well, people... Because there is a moratorium put on, on exactly. foreclosures and rent and everything else. It's easy. That's yeah. an easy one. Yeah, but then now that's gone away, okay, and they can foreclose on your house again, and they were coming up saying, hey, uh, you still owe us six months of of uh, payments. And, you know, right now, this it's going to get worse. Right now, people are, are kind of fighting it, and they're, they're trying to get through it, um, but they can't even afford to eat right now. So maybe they're trying to work out a refi deal. Or something like that but you could see it's going back up so now we're, we're right about to pre-covid levels uh what do you think is going to happen from here on out 
Well, I, I mean, honestly, just looking at uh, defaults across the board and home loans is one of the things that I look at. They're at all time high. You have the consumer that is in $17 trillion in debt, the, the average median. I mean, all of us put together with all the debt we owe. It's just going to get worse now because you can't it, you can't even buy a house anymore. The, the average median price of a house is between $350,000, $380,000. They're, they're building a new feudal class here, Jay. It's, it's easy to see. They're, they're, they're tearing down the economy. They're stuffing their pockets while they do it. And they're not done yet. The Fed's buying the debt. They're not done yet. This is going to go on. They will drag this out to, so they can keep stuffing their pockets as long as possible. That's exactly what is going on. Yeah, you, you posted this about the, the rate hikes and stuff. Yep. And this is where buying a home is up here. And this is where renting is. So rent it continues to go up. And we know people in our community that were forced to move because their rent was hiked up on them. Yeah. And and that's uh it's expensive to do that, number one. And it's very inconvenient. Um, but this you know, when I bought my home, uh my first home was in Colorado, and it made sense to buy a home because it was cheaper than renting. I would have been paying twenty one, twenty two hundred dollars a month for my just for rent. For my house that I had, and I think it was like nineteen hundred a month for the mortgage payment. And then you know, then when you sell the house, you get to recoup some of that money back. Whereas right. if you rent, it's gone; it's gone forever. So you know that we've owned a house ever since. Every place we've been, we've owned a house. And uh, this one here, because because of people like Franco, and like uh, you know, oops, I clicked on something here. Like Tony Arterburn. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, I seen what was coming because of this community. And when I was looking at, you know, they might boot me out of the army here over COVID. And if I wait until that point and then I sell my house in Georgia uh, and then try to buy one here, it's going to be ridiculous. So we went ahead a year ahead of time, over a year ahead of time, we bought the house here in anticipation of either retiring or, or getting kicked out. And I'm glad we did because uh, we only paid 160 something for this house. It's a smaller house, but um, I don't know what it would cost right now. At least over two hundred thousand. This is those aren't big numbers, but this area the cost of living is low, so it's going to be priced according to your area. But um, yeah, well, the real estate market's a cement pool right now. There, nobody's buying, nobody's selling, nobody's. How can you? Another thing people don't take into consideration when you look at a home value in most areas around the country, your property tax is based on your home value. Exactly. And that there's no budget for that. When Mama Tiger decided, well, what do we do? Do we rebuild or do we go and buy? She she's good with math. She's way better than me. And she's like, I can't afford to buy anything because the property taxes put it out of reach. If it was just a home on its face and the mortgage payment on its face, sure, maybe. But so we re, you know, she rebuilt instead of literally going out and buying another home because she could not afford the property tax. Well, and they they did that to me in Georgia. Um, they kept reassessing my house year after year saying it's worth more it's worth more it's worth more uh so they can get you know squeeze more property taxes out of me and then when i go to sell it you can't sell it for what they say it's worth because the guy getting the loan can't get the loan for that much money you right. know they're, they're going to assess it differently when when they're looking at getting a loan they're going to not they're not going to say oh your house is so awesome they're going to pick it apart yeah and say yeah they say it's worth five hundred thousand, but uh you know, rebuild cost and this and that, it's only 300,000. So that's all we're going to give this guy a loan for. So you're either stuck 
with a house that you can't get rid of at the price you want um or you just sell it for what it probably actually is worth but you've been fleeced for the property taxes you know i was almost up to five thousand dollars a year on property tax in georgia wow yeah and when we went in i think it was uh might have been under two thousand and within five years it went up to five thousand dollars that's wow. insane well, that was in when you were in georgia in, in georgia yeah wow and I think that was all based off of what they assessed it at. There was no property tax increases that I was aware of. It was just the value assessment. So, yeah, you were talking to this and I had this ready to go. Um, the states, let's go over to the states where the property taxes are, are increased the most. And believe it or not, the first on the list, Michigan. Yep. Oh, yep. it's ridiculous here. Mm -hmm. uh, New York, of course, I that's a given. Uh, South Carolina, I was kind of surprised about that. South Carolina property taxes are, are up. Uh, Washington, I'm guessing that's Washington State. Yep. Um, yeah, those are the top ones right there. So I, You I, know what's I, crazy? Here in Michigan, our property taxes are high, and our roads and our, our infrastructure is garbage. Literally. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm doing mechanic. You know how many people, suspension, every, tearing your cars apart. There are roads. People don't go down like paved roads, ma major roads. Yeah. They don't go down because there are, you know, three foot craters in the road that'll swallow your car. You, you know, somebody put up a meme this morning. It might have been Rhonda Tate uh, that put it up and I, I saw it and they had two pictures and the one. I wish I had it up. The one has this guy looking at a at a diesel wheel, you know, they're saying, how come your your vehicle has to be uh, inspected for roadworthiness? but the roads don't have to be inspected for vehicle worthy. And it that's showed right. like a bunch yeah, of Yeah, hundred percent. And that's, that damages your vehicle. It takes the life off your vehicle when you hit those potholes like that. Oh yeah, it does. So anyway, uh, back to the finance stuff. So uh, there is one, one people or one group of people who can buy right now in this economy. BlackRock. That's right. Wow. Look at that. What their stock is worth. That's unbelievable. How do you even invest in something? Like you got to be a big boy to grab some BlackRock yeah. stock. So pre-COVID, I find this interesting. Pre-COVID, uh, before everyone got railroaded and then put out of a job and now they can't afford their home. So they're either refinancing or they're selling it or they're, they're getting uh, evicted and, and uh, repoed on. Their stock, BlackRock, was worth hovering a little, you know, four, 450 or so average. Now they're up here, you know, they actually spiked way up here, almost a thousand dollars a freaking share, but they're up there getting close to the 800 range. Um, they, they've doubled in value their stocks have. So that tells you something they, they made out like a bandit over this whole thing. And if you don't think that's by design, uh, to get you in as a renter, uh, think again, or we got this other one here, I can find it. All going back to this feudal system they're creating. Yep. And they're doing it slowly. You know, sometimes like, you know, it's like pulling off a Band-Aid. You know, you wish you'd hurry up. They'd hurry up and do what they're going to do. Instead, they're like slowly, centimeter by centimeter, millimeter by millimeter, slowly pulling off this Band-Aid. And, it, you know, it, it hurts. Yeah. And some people do get it like the Band-Aid. Like these people. Homeless. Yep. All right. So it soars to record high in America. Thank you, Bidenomics. Uh, it's jumped 12% to a record high in part due to rent inflation uh, for, the, for this new report, right? Homeless has risen sharply in the United States. That's according to HUD. 
around 653,000 people were homeless. That is a lot of people. Uh, and it's probably more than that too. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, it's inflation combined with the end of pandemic era protections against eviction. So we talked about that. The moratorium uh, went off, went off so that now they can repo your house, but with inflation, you can't afford to pay them back because you got to feed your family. So you wind up on the streets. That's happened to, you know, well over a half a million people. Uh, the sharpest rise in homelessness was among people in families with children. With children, that's because they're going to they're not going to let their children starve. So if they had to choose between letting their child starve um, or making a home payment, you know, they're going to lose the home. You know, hopefully they were able to downsize. But who can buy when the homes are hyperinflated? Right. You know? You're going to you're going to downsize to be in the same exact position you were in. And that's that's ridiculous. Uh, this measure rose by 15.5 percent. Next was homeless homelessness among unaccompanied youths, which I don't know what that means. What is an unaccompanied youth? It's, I guess, just teenager runaways or. Yeah, just people, people. yeah kids who ran away or, you know, kids that don't have any parents taking care of them. OK, uh, are we going back to the Charles Dickens times of. Uh, a bunch of homeless kids in the street. Is that is that where we're yeah. going here? Because it mm -hmm. seems to me that that's I mean, what. Oh. You know, this uh, Serge the Purge, uh, Serge, I interviewed him on Thursday in the Fox. And I apologize to anybody that watched it. There's a little dead spot in there where the where my video shut down on me. I got it back up. So hopefully you stuck around for a few minutes. But he does like a man on the streets where he goes and looks at all this stuff. So I look forward to working with him going forward just to kind of see what's going on in America from these policies, the lockdowns, the inflation, uh, playing around with the interest rate, um, all this stuff, you know, how they let the banks do whatever they want. Uh, so anyway, the youth, unaccompanied youth uh, increased by 15.3%. Uh, between fiscal years 21 and 22, the number of people who became newly homeless. So I guess that's a, they have always homeless and newly homeless, I guess. Homeless is homeless to me, you know, but whatever. It soared by 25%. Uh, the jump in first-time homeless is likely due to a combination of factors, HUD said, including rent hikes and the winding down of the pandemic era uh, protection programs, and that, that includes everything. That, includes well, that goes to the there. point you made earlier. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of redundant right there. Uh, so this is... This Mrs. Lake, I think she's a senator or something. Um, fix the homeless crisis includes its plan to fix the homeless crisis includes banning urban camping while providing federal lands and funding for controlled camping and shelter facilities to get people off the streets. They're still homeless. This is, fixes nothing. It just means you don't have to see it. That's right. all it means. You know, uh, we really care that you're homeless, but don't be homeless here. Go be homeless somewhere else. That is so appalling to well, me. Well, this is already happening. I was, uh, it was not last year, but the year before. We, I was mushroom hunting in, 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 a, in a wooded area, probably, I don't know, maybe a 30-acre area, but it was close to a city, Ypsilanti. And me and my buddy are walking, and then I see, I see, you know, being an outdoorsman, I see something not symmetrical, that or symmetrical, that's, that has nothing to do off in the distance. I'm like, what the heck is that? So we go up. There's about 40 tents in the middle of these woods between a, a major freeway and a major road. You know, like I said, about a 30 acre patch of woods, all homeless people. And they destroy, I, I feel bad for them, but they destroy the area that they're in. 
you know, because a lot of them back then are drug addicts. Now we're seeing regular families on the street mixed in with these drug addicts. When this is going to be a mess, dude. Yeah, and and I was talking to my buddy uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was taking him back home, uh, twenty three miles down the road or thirty two miles, whatever, however far it is. But he was telling me there was a a huge homeless encampment uh, under this bridge. You can't see it because you drive it. It's kind of down in a gully. You know how Missouri is. It's hilly here. And and I was like, why would you be homeless here? It's so freaking cold in the wintertime. And, and, you know, that's when, you know, I understand there's some people that uh, some people like being homeless. I've known people that just didn't want to have any responsibilities and they knew how to survive on the streets and they didn't mind sleeping in a tent under a bridge. They found it liberating. Some people, they might be drug addicts or whatever, but they typically would go to warmer climates. When you start seeing families in these cold climates, and Michigan is not a tropical paradise, I don't think, is it? No, no, it's not. It gets very cold here in the winter. You know, my brother worked at a homeless shelter in Grand Rapids, one of the leading homeless shelters in the country. And, you know, he's a merciful person, but I got what he was saying. He's like, we make it way too easy. They can go, they get four meals a day. There's all kinds of different places they can go to. They get coats, they get food, they get, you know, all kinds of stuff going on programs for them. And they kind of make it where you get into this rut and it's all, you know, good, good intention, but they make it kind of easy to be homeless out in Grand Rapids. You know, it's, 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 you know, and now my buddy who lives in the city came over the other day. He's like, man, I can't believe this. You had someone begging at your freeway exit ramp because that's what they do in Michigan. They go to the exit ramps and they beg. He's like, I never seen that before. I only see that in the city. I'm like, ah, that guy's been there, you know, on and off for a year. You know, it's even out here in the country, we've got a couple homeless people. We know who they are. You know, it's crazy. This is yeah, this is scary stuff. What's going on, and it's only going to get worse. I'm seeing it in small towns too. I mean, where I live, St. Robert is not a big town. It's it's not big at all. It's just services the the fort. That's all it does. So you get your restaurants and things like that. It's not a big city, and we got them here. Uh, they'll they'll pop in for a few days, and then they'll. You know, there's a road ranger, a pickup, uh, what is it, truck stop. And I guess they'll hitch a ride down the road somewhere else. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not the same people here all the time is what I'm getting at. It's like, it'll be one person that shows up for a week or so, maybe two, and then they'll disappear and then somebody else will come. So there must be a lot of people out there struggling. And, he, and he's busters in the chat says he's seeing more abandoned houses. Yeah. Oh, Detroit is one giant abandoned house. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're everywhere. You know, yeah. you know, Welcome I was thinking about going to a land bank and buying some houses, but and reselling them because you can get a house for a thousand dollars. You refurbish it and you, you rent it out or sell it or whatever. But at this point, the, the housing market's so crappy. What do you do? Yeah, yeah I know. Um, so let me go. I know you got to go because you're going to be on AU here in a while, but. Uh, let me finish this this up though. It says, in fact, the rise in shelter in the shelter index. I guess that's something that the one of the metrics they use uh, was the single biggest factor in the monthly increase for overall CPI index, with the exception of food and energy. So look at that: shelter, food, and energy. That that's what's being destroyed right now. That's what we can't afford. The pillars of civilization. Exactly. Absolutely. And meanwhile, going back to what we started with, um, we're sending all these trillions overseas to fund wars, but we can't have affordable energy, affordable food. We can't have healthy food. We can't have affordable housing. 
um, because they play these numbers games and they, they make it outside of your, I'm not, the houses should not be as expensive as they are. What's happened is your money has been devalued. Absolutely. That, that's the problem. They devalue the money and they put you outside of that range. Now, if you got into your house and this is the big takeaway, if you're in your house and you're stable, you're good to go. They're going to find a way to resell you that house at a higher rate or to make you downsize and move so they can get you in at a higher rate. They, that's ex exactly what they're doing is they want to, to fleece you and they're already fleecing you through inflation. That is a tax on your savings. It's a tax on your retirement. You know, if I got paid a hundred dollars yesterday, but today I can only buy $50 worth of stuff. Where did the other $50 go? It went to send missiles to Ukraine because it was printed and they took it. They took it through the valuation of my dollar. Now, everybody watching and you, Jay, you guys know me. You know, I'm, I am a libertarian. I, I don't taxation is theft. Uh, you need mm -hmm. to work your ass off to get what you want. OK, and be responsible. And I am not a socialist by any means. But I wonder when the American people are going to wake up and start doing the math and figure that all the money we send all over the world and all these boondoggles that we print this money for. I wonder, A, when they're going to ask themselves, why am I paying taxes if this central bank can keep printing money? And B, instead of giving, you know, these billions and trillions now over to Ukraine, why don't you give us, you know, a $100,000 stimulus check? It was our money to begin with. Just give it well, back. it's our, our yeah. great grandchildren's money at yeah, this point. True, I mean, yeah. our money is just, we're just we're, we're lucky if our money can pay the interest on the debt that we have with the Federal Reserve. We're, we're that's where we're at, where we're servicing the interest on the loans that we have from the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, our government can't pass a budget. We've got the homeless numbers going up, food bank numbers going up. The average Joe can't, I mean, they, they, you can't live anymore. I don't know how much more money I can make. I can't, I work on commission. You know, I can't, I'm pushing my body and my mind 110% to make enough money to live. I don't know how much more I can do. How I, much, I got, you know, what's it going to be? I'm I at four grand tips. a month to crack my nut, my, 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 my daily, my monthly nut to pay the bills. So that, I got that dude in a year that went up a thousand dollars. So I wrote an article actually, Sorry, Jay, that. I didn't mean to go no, off. You're, on you're good. You're good. And, and that segued perfectly into this article. I wrote an article on how to survive Bidenomics. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go over it a little bit. Uh, so the, the thing is the whole Biden Bidenomics thing is baloney. Okay. It's absolute baloney. So we could take that baloney and, uh, and make it go as far as possible. So recipe number one, this is uh, reducing your food cost. Okay. Take a slice of bread, uh, stack bologna cheese, bologna cheese in that order and top with another slice of bread and you got a bidenomics double cheeseburger <laughs> uh, you can make a bidenomics blt with one slice of bologna some rotten tomatoes and a piece of wilted lettuce so there you go blt slice of bologna no bread place a piece <laughs> no of cheese on it meat only yeah. oh, you put meat the cheese, on cheese. It. roll it up and hold it together with a toothpick you got yourself a meat log <laughs> toss it in the microwave for a few seconds uh, if you have power in your home if you li like your meat log warm uh, with a gooey center uh, then you got to wash a toothpick off so you can re reuse it later Right. Uh, feeling like south of the border take a single slice of bread and place a half slice of cheese on one side top of the slice of bologna and another half uh, half of the cheese slice fold the bread in half and you have a double steak taco <laughs> more burritos than just like 
take the palm of your hand and smash the bread first and then roll it up. Beef burrito. You're killing me, Jay. <laughs> you can really spice things up if you if you go check your 2,000-pound driveway ornament. That would be your car that you can't drive. Look under the back seat. If you have kids, you'll most likely find some ketchup or hot sauce packets to use as toppings. There you go. There's your spice. Make your classic double and top with fentanyl and add two stale Funyuns. Boom, you got yourself a happy meal. Because, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we, can't, we can't afford a home, but you can find fentanyl anywhere in this country. Yes, right? yes, yes. It's very cheap. Um, and there's a couple more here. I'll go ahead and uh, we're we're already running over. But I appreciate you coming on, Tiger. You know I don't like going solo. It's I like dialogue with people. So no problem. I, I always got your back, Jay. You're you're a, a, a esteemed friend and an esteemed associate. And uh, when, whenever I can, I got your back. Bouncer didn't mind going in the backyard and walking around a little bit. So all right, good. well, thank thank Bouncer for me. And uh, uh, anyway, I guess I'll get us out of here. Uh, so what do you got going on here coming up? I know you're you're already in free world. We see you. The chat works great. Uh, I think you're one of the ones that are running regularly that aren't having. I'm going to be on problems. free world tonight. Um, I'm not sure. I might extend my show to two hours because uh, they have an empty slot there right behind me. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to be. But we're going to talk about uh, empowering yourself tonight, chasing your dream. We're going to touch on cannabis because I didn't get a chance to. Uh, the safety and you know uh, unsafe the, the unsafe things about cannabis because it's not it's not the uh, the be all end all of everything like people like to say and uh, yeah so that'll be a lot of fun I really let my hair down it's a lot of fun high energy shows on Saturday then we got the Tiger and Snake financial report on Sunday at eight p.m. so there's a lot going on in the economy gold I, you know I hear these rumors really quick I'm not trying to you know no you're good without Jim Ricker and his fifteen thousand dollar gold. Guys, don't get too excited about that. That's usually it's a one-to-one -one ratio between the Dow and gold. And I have to use the market as a way of measuring it because that's the only way we have to measure, even though we know it's all manipulated, you know, and the silver 15 to one ratio between the gold and silver. So don't fall for that. But yeah, check out, you know, my website, the Tiger's Den, Angry Tiger Substack. There's links to all my work up there. You guys know me. If you're watching, if you're watching the Knights of the Storm, I'm pretty sure you you, you watch uh, the Tiger's Den every now and then. Yeah, and I did update if uh, you can't remember the website uh, right here, Angry Tiger. I got your website right there. Thank you, sir. That's very uh, nice. All these times should be updated uh, under the, the schedule tab. So thanks for the tip. Geesebusters tipped. Uh, oh, Geesebusters. Thank you. And, uh, and Risha, welcome, Risha. Risha, I hope uh, you're doing uh, excellent. You're in my prayers. So uh, let's go ahead and, and get it up out of here. Um, and we're going to go watch America Unplugged. We'll, you will see Tiger again. It comes up in about an hour. Hopefully Rumble stays up because I was a little worried today. It wasn't going to work. So, all right. So until next time, keep your, uh, your armor tight and your sword sharp. Take nice. care.